Greetings, and welcome to the Doing the Dad Thing podcast. I'm Brad, Mr. Doing the Dad Thing himself, and I'm just introducing the podcast to kind of go along with the blog, where basically I'll be posting a lot of different interviews from different dads that I've met from across the country who are doing awesome things, and of course, who are doing the dad thing on the daily. Uh, moms, this is for you too as well. Uh, I definitely like to say all the time that dads don't parent wrong, they just parent different. So without further ado, I'll just introduce my first interview, uh, actually my second interview of all time, but my first interview on the podcast uh, from an awesome gentleman I had the chance to meet uh, after I went to a conference a few weeks back. Um, his name is Ernesto Mejia Macias. Uh, and he's an awesome speaker, uh, motivational speaker. He talks a little bit about uh, his family and his, and his speaking. He does some corporate events, um, all around great guy. And I had the opportunity to sit down with him for uh, almost about half an hour, just getting a chance to chat about his personal life, um, his personal parenting philosophies and different things like that. So I really hope that you guys enjoy the interview. And if you do, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and rate us and then tell, tell your friends all about us. So without further ado, Ernesto Mejia Macias. So um, we're always talking about doing a dad thing here. And so my, my first question is the thing that makes you a dad. Who are your kids? How old are they? Sure. Uh, so my pride and joy are my two kids, uh, Jorge Ernesto Mejia. Uh, he is a 16-year-old junior. Uh, Sofia Anais Mejia is a 13-year-old eighth grader. And those are the two that keep me in check. Um, <laughs> remind me that I'm not, I'm not anything... Uh, Big. I'm no big deal. I'm nothing but a dad, and I'm okay with that. I love being a dad. I enjoy spending time with them and just trying to empower them to become independent, critical thinkers that can just do what they want in life. Awesome. Okay. More importantly, uh, which one's your favorite? No, I'm just <laughs> You sound like my son now. He's like, Papi, Papi, so tell us which one your favorite is. I was like, both of you are. No, but there's one you like more. I'm like, yeah, there's one. Like, which one? I was like, no, there's two. And then he just, he asks on a regular and he's trying to get an answer. So unfortunately, because I am cruel, I'm like, well, you know, it's your sister. So you stop asking. So, but it isn't. <laughs> awesome. Um, earlier when I heard you speak, I got a chance to uh, hear you talk a little bit about your dad. I mean, it was really powerful to kind of hear you um, talk about how your dad kind of shaped the guy that you are today, the man that you are today. Um, is there any like number one like life lesson that your dad taught you? Number one of your, your favorite kind of stories with between you and your dad? Um, there's a few. Uh, I think, uh, unfortunately, like you said, I only had him for about 12 years of my life. But there are some strong lessons. So number one, um, ever since I can remember, as long as I was able to, I had to get up earlier on Saturdays than I did for school. And I started school, I guess, 7.45 a.m. to mow the lawn, wash the cars, trim the hedges, fix the garden, sweep the garage, uh, anything that there was going on. I had to do it. I spent like half of my day doing that on Saturdays. <laughs> I would actually... And it sounds even ridiculous when I say it. I would actually get up super early to at least watch one cartoon because back in my days, all cartoons were only on on Saturdays. So I would get up super early to at least get one cartoon in and then go out and, and work. Um, I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan of it. I didn't get up happily and say, oh, yeah, can I sweep today? But it did instill in me a good work ethic, uh, being responsible, um, Worrying about your appearance, not just physically, not just your clothes, but your automobile, your house, um, surroundings. Um, I've been known to be a bit of a neat freak to most people. Um, when uh, female friends, in particular my fiance, would come to my home, like, you, who else, who helped you here? Why is it so clean and how is it decorated? <laughs> I'm like, 
guys can actually do that. I said, they just <laughs> typically don't tend to do that, and I understand. But we can be clean, and we know how to decorate. We might not have the same touch or the same look that you all have, but we do. Um, he also taught me how to work hard for what you want. He worked really hard. I mean, he grinded. And um, unfortunately, you know, I told you I'm very honest. He worked real hard, and there are some people that work real hard and party real hard on the weekends, in particular in our community. And um, he would do that on occasions as well. But um, I didn't notice this for a long time or realize it, but my dad was kind of funny, and he used to clown with his friends and mess around with them and make fun of them and trip them and joke with them, and that's literally what I am. I do that all the time with my crew, my friends, you know, my, my close brothers. And uh, I didn't realize that because I just saw the strict guy that got me up on Saturdays, the guy that told me, you know, what to do, when not to do it. Um, he taught me discipline because in my lifetime he had to tell me to do something twice. I mean, repeat himself once. And that's all I needed to get my lesson and to know <laughs> if I don't want to fly across the living room, I need to listen to this man whenever he speaks. And that's something that's lost a little bit right now in our in our homes I'm not saying all of them because there are some that still have that, but there are a lot that don't and a lot where, you know, I'll even give you my own household. Sometimes I have to tell my kids to do things two, three times and it comes down to the parents, not the child. And you can't blame the child for something that you're allowing them to do. Exactly. So those are some of the things. And I think pride in my heritage, my culture, my language, our foods, our music, uh, uh, our type of music, I mean. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the, it'd be more like regional, almost like a country type music in Spanish. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a big fan of it. And now that I'm older, I truly appreciate it. Okay. Um, so let's talk about that real quick. Mm -hmm. you, um, I know personally, like uh, anybody that follows my blog, I'm a black guy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a dad. Yeah. Um, do you find that there are any lessons, uh, as, as a father of, uh, of brown children that you, that are a little bit differently than, um, that you teach a little bit differently than what they call kind of the majority population? Do you think it's a little bit different being the parent of, of black and brown children as opposed to like being white children or what do you think? Um, I would say for black and brown children, it's not very different. Um, uh, maybe for others it is. So we, not all again, some, we're not the type to let me sit down and let's ask little Jimmy, what do you want to eat? It's <laughs> let me sit down and feed little Jimmy what we have to eat. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, okay, well, let me sit down and ask you what you think about what we're going to buy at the store. It's this is what you're getting is all we can afford, take it or not. So I think that's something that's a little bit different. And again, it varies by not just cultures, but even regions, where you're at, things you do, people you grow up around. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference. And some, it would be more so tonality, mannerisms, patience. <laughs> um, you know, Latinos and especially, you know, moms and dads, we're known for being extremely short to the point. And if your voice is a little loud, then you better do it now. And even to say, I love you, you know, even to say, you know, come over here and not even angry. Hey, vente acá. like, come over here. Like, oh, geez, what I do? Nothing. I just want you to watch the game with me. Like, oh, geez, I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> so, you know, those could be little things, you know, that, that you could notice. Mm -hmm. um, I know now that I have my son, I find myself saying things I never thought I would say because my dad said them all the time. Yep. Are there any things that, you know, you say to your kids, you're like, oh, my God, I sound like my dad right now. <laughs> um, a little bit my more my mom, probably, in terms of how I sound. Uh, nothing really that my dad used to repeat or say a whole lot. However, I will tell you, um, 
I'm a big football fan, college football, Michigan Wolverine diehard. And uh, that disease rubbed off on my son. And he was probably four, maybe five. And um, I'm the type of person that coaches the team throughout the entire Ah, game through the TV screen, (laughs) not in person. I'm I'm with you. (laughs) And um, so one day I got up to get us some snacks, and I see my son hitting the floor with both hands. Defense, come on, defense. We got to get a stop here, defense. Come on, let's do this. And I'm like, what? what are you doing? He's like, well, that's how we coach, Poppy. That's what you do. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this kid is really watching. And <laughs> yes. I didn't tell him that. I didn't tell him it's what we need to say, what we need to do. But um, I think the biggest lesson for parents is um, your actions will always speak louder than your words. You can't tell your child, you know, work hard and, you know, drinking is bad, but then you get tanked. You can't tell your child, well, smoking isn't good. Well, why do you smoke? Well, don't worry about it, but just don't smoke. You can't tell your child, you know, reading is fundamental, it's crucial, it's important, but yet they never see you pick up a book or a magazine. So our actions will always speak louder than our words. So speaking of that, um, I do have a lot of new dads that are always attracted to the blog. Is there anything like what's the number one, if you had to give like number one dad lesson um, to new dads out there, what would that like nugget of wisdom be? For brand new dads. um, So I spoke about a little bit in my workshop, uh, creating healthy habits. And when I say healthy habits, I'm not talking just diet. That's actually the smallest one. Creating healthy habits and creating routines. Um, I call daycares boot camp for children because from day one, they teach you hang up your jacket, push in your chair, wash your hands. But that same kid gets home. And if those same rules, those same um, routines aren't established, they'll throw their coat on the floor. They won't push in their chair. They'll not like the food, but yet at daycare, they do everything. So it's creating habits. And some of the habits that I would uh, recommend to new dads, one, read to them nonstop. Because if you can get your child to like to read and start at a young age, they're going to do fine in school. Because reading is the toughest part and why people kind of quit sometimes. Uh, At some point, I worked in higher ed a long time. There are students that didn't even go to class. They would literally just read the book, absorb all the information, do fine on the test. I'm not recommending that. I'm not saying it's a good routine, but if you're that good of a reader, you're going to be all right. Uh, Second is saying positive things versus the bad things. So, you know, when when you can converse with your child, not as babies per se, we're good at telling them what they did wrong, you know, what they failed to do, what they missed. But we're not great at telling them, you know what, I'm very proud of you for... You know, doing this without being told, you know what, uh, you made me feel proud to be your dad because you did this with a friend. You know what, I know you got one C, but you have all B's and A's. Good job on all your B's and A's as opposed to right away, what happened here? Why'd you get a C? What? You're slipping, see? Well, what about all the other grades and all the other efforts? So highlighting those things. Um, two, uh, regardless of the situation, uh don't talk bad about the mother. Don't make her look like she's a bad person. And when I say the situation, you could or couldn't be with a mom because, you know, nowadays it's, it varies. And um, I'm not with my children's mother, and I don't talk bad about her. And trust me, there's days where I probably could and <laughs> I probably even wanted to, but I don't because it's not their fault. And unfortunately, I see in situations like that, um, children are pawns, children are used, children are abused because you can't go see your dad. Well, why not? He said he was going to pick me up at five. Well, he hasn't sent me the check. So I said, no, I'm like, how does it, why does the kid 
have to pay the price for something that the grown-ups can't figure out. So uh, being positive, and I think it's difficult for a lot of dads to do so. Um, and sometimes the moms make it difficult, and you got to keep it real. Sometimes the dads are the ones making it difficult. But you got to remember, if you're a dad and you have a daughter, what are you really teaching her by talking smack about a female, in particular the mother of that child? So those are a few things. And um, I think the last one that I've learned to try to do more is uh, if you're a busy person, which I guess I'm busy. A lot of people say I'm super busy. I'm like, oh, it seems like a pretty good flow, but it is pretty busy. Uh, schedule some time to just be with your child, to just be with your child, be it to read, to play, to go to the park, to go to the library, go to the bookstore, go to a museum, go to a park, but just spend time with that child. And it's not about you telling them what to do all the time, but it is about you allowing them to feel comfortable to tell you everything that's on their mind. Awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so you talked about your workshop a couple of minutes ago, and I noticed, uh, I looked up your bio, I like mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. It's all good. On the website, you do have a, a topic where you talk about uh, being a full-time parent. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to give it away for free. But can you okay. can you give us a little bit of background on how you got there, and then a little bit about what what, what that is? Yeah. So um, it's a variety of things. So I'll give you a few examples. Being a full time parent um, really means being involved in your kid's life day and night, and uh, in school, uh, talking to their teachers, to their counselors, to their principals, their friends. You know, if you want to know how your kid's day went at school, don't ask them how their day went. Ask them to tell you who got in trouble, who made them laugh, what happened in school. They're happy to tell you everything that happens with everybody else. Because there's no concern of you judging me because I spoke or because I laughed or because I did or I didn't. They'll be happy to tell you about the kid that sits next to him and gets in trouble all the time. Then all of a sudden, like, so what do you do when this kid's in trouble all the time? Oh, I don't. I mean, uh, they'll blow their cover right away. So you find out where they're at. But um, it's difficult to be a full-time parent. And it's challenging. Like, you know, I talk about being proud of being able to take care of my kids for you know, a good seven, eight years now. Just me when they're with me, washing, cleaning. My daughter's hair is absurdly curly <laughs> to a point where I said, baby girl, I mean, a ponytail is about as good as I can rock. I said, I can try to do something else, but it's going to take us a while. So she started learning how to do her hair on her own and she does a good job. Um, but learning how to be there for them learning how to be patient with them, uh, learning how to balance, uh, you know, there's this thing called work-life balance. It really should be life-work balance because if work is your main focus, which we need to have, we need to make money, we need to pay the bills, but we also need to raise our children because if we don't, somebody else is going to do it. And it may even be them on their own. And we might not like the results, but we can't complain if we didn't put in on it, if we didn't help, if we didn't contribute. And lecturing them for five, ten minutes a night doesn't mean that you're rearing a child and you're helping them grow and develop and learn. So I think for me, even, you know, technology can be great if used right. And it can be horrible in many other aspects. But I'll FaceTime, I'll call, I'll text, I'll check in. Um, I used to be real good about every single day. I'm not as good now, but my kids still try to check in too because, you know, once they're teens, you're not really that much needed besides <laughs> feed me and take me somewhere. But uh, if you create a good relationship, you can still have those conversations. And I'm glad to say that I have a lot of those conversations with my daughter, some with my son. My son's a little more reserved, but he'll tell me. But, you know, it takes a little bit more to get to that with him. 
So, you know, being a full-time parent does require energy, a community. You know, I miss the old days. The old days, you know, it takes a village type thing. Mm -hmm. It existed. The neighbors helped. Neighbors would not just, like, babysit. That's the obvious and the easy. They would let you know, hey, I saw, you know, your son over there doing this. Or, yeah. hey, uh, you know, I think you should know that your daughter is over here. And now, not so much. I mean, some people don't even know their neighbors. They just know who they are by face, but they don't talk. They don't communicate. And if we really helped each other out, and especially during these times, I think things would be a little bit better with our kids. Most definitely. I'd, I'd agree with that. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, last quick question. We'll get you out of here. Um, we always talk about doing the dad thing. What's your favorite part um, about being a dad, about doing about doing the dad thing? Man, um, there's a few. So one is um, to see that my children have learned from my work. And by that, I mean giving back. They're very caring. They're very helpful. Uh, for my daughter, I hear from the teachers like, she loves helping the other students. She loves, you know, making sure that they're all learning or, you know, if the slower student is struggling, she loves being the one that helps them out. Um, my son is very caring, very kind. Uh, so is my daughter. Um, some of my favorite things is, um, it sounds awkward, but it's something that I challenge all you dads to do. Uh, creating solid, positive memories. So, um, most of us aren't aware of this, but every strong memory you have is attached to an emotion, be it sad, be it happy, you know, a variety of emotions. So I try to take them through roller coasters of emotions, and they say usually in the summer is a good time to do that because they're off school. I try to do it even when it's not summer. But I just want them to be able to look back and say, you know, I remember when we used to do this and when we used to go here and when you used to take us there and when we used to have like a game night and when we used to do whatever it might be. Because you're kind of instilling a foundation for them to build their own families and things that they might do with their own children. Uh, but I think for me, um, my son, my kids didn't do a whole lot of sports. Uh, my daughter did cheer and gymnastics and she's back at cheer. My son did uh, baseball for a minute, uh, taekwondo, and I was in football, and man, they can be on the bench, or they can be in, and I'm just, like, glowing of pride, just makes me feel good and proud of them, so that's one of my favorite things, to just see them, like, you know, if my son's running in for a tackle, I feel like I'm leaning in, and I'm scrunching in <laughs> to make sure we don't get hurt, to make sure we tackle, to make sure we don't get run over, uh, when my daughter was on the beam, when she was in gymnastics, I'd be losing it, like, I'd, I'd be sweating and just sitting there, like, Please, Lord, and you know, just don't let her fall. Let her do what she needs to do. So, hearing compliments from teachers, parents, and adults makes me proud to be their father because I'm like, all right. So, you know, all those beatings I give them at home. Just kidding. They're <laughs> not really beatings. Yeah. <laughs> um, are paying off, and and we need to know this as dads too. Um, our kids aren't the exact same individual at home as they are outside. You know, my son's a little bit more reserved at home, but he's not so much at school. My daughter's, you know, pretty calm, collected with me, but she's like the life of the party with all of her friends. Um, to me, I've always said, you know, I need to be able to tolerate more because I'm their dad and be around more. But as long as I know that they're being respectful, have good manners, are following up in school, being responsible outside of the house. Of course, I expect it inside of the house, but if they slip every now and then inside of the house, I'm okay because I'm there and I can see it. If they do it outside, I'm not as okay because I can't see it, and especially if they're hiding it, which eventually most kids are going to hide something. So overall, getting a, a compliment, that makes me feel really proud to be their, their dad.
Awesome, awesome. Um, any favorite dance stories you want to share as we wrap up? Or? Oh man, um, yeah. So remember when I was telling you just a minute ago about building memories and you know just having a good foundation. I remember stupid things like wrestling in my underwear with my dad. And it never failed. It always ended in me crying because, you know, I'm sure I was so <laughs> annoying that he eventually just said, okay, let me just throw you across the living room once. And I used, and I do that with my kids. You know, my son and I wrestle. Not anymore. He's six foot two, so I'll get destroyed probably. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I liked those things. I liked little silly things, and they were memories because they had an emotion to them for me. Just driving to the grocery store, and my dad would be drinking a beverage we'll call on the way to <laughs> the store, but listening to the music, like going to the grocery store was a big deal to me. I thought it was like the coolest. It was like a field trip to me because every now and then I'd get to buy something <laughs> and, you know, little things that we can change and make different. You know, when I was a kid getting McDonald's was like, you know, you're going to get steak <laughs> <Go>. today <laughs> yeah. because it rarely happened. And I know times have changed and I know people go to some of these places a lot more often, but Build some sort of memory like that. Maybe it's not McDonald's. Maybe it's you went to the park. You know, maybe you went to a mall or I don't know, something. But, um, you know, my dad instilled a lot of things in me, characteristics, traits that I didn't even know until I was a grown man. And for all you new dads or, you know, recent dads, you have to know that zero to eight, basically, whatever you instill in that child, whatever you teach that child, that's basically going to carry them through life. Because that's when all of the things, the characteristics, traits that they carry around in life, that's basically the time frame that it gets instilled in them. So those are really crucial years that we need to invest a lot of time and energy into them. And that's why I say, you know, reading, you know, chores, uh, being responsible, not talking back. If you got that going on from that age, you know, to the eight, you know, under eight or nine, you're going to be okay. You're not going to struggle a whole lot. And um, I think the last thing I'd like to tell all dads is... Um, don't let your pride or ego get in the way to apologize to your own child for messing up. Uh, <laughs> I messed up a few times with my kids and um, <clears throat> breaking their hearts when, you know, they had to go through a divorce was tough. But they needed to know it wasn't their fault. They needed to know they weren't to blame. They needed to know that they were going to continue to be loved, but it would be a little differently. And there are times where I've come down on my son or my daughter, and luckily we have a good relationship where they tell me, like, you know, you hurt my feelings when you said this. Sometimes you need to sit down and say, you know what? My anger and frustration got a better part of me. I'm sorry. How can we avoid it next time? And not, I'm the dad, you listen to me, suck it up, you know, you do what I say, I pay the bills, you live under my roof. Sure. But that's why they're not going to want to live under your roof after a while. That's why they're not going to want to listen to you after a while. So don't let your pride or ego get in the way. Feel free to apologize. And let's try not to make it too often because obviously that means we're messing up a lot. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay to apologize so that they realize that you are human. You do make mistakes. And sometimes just like them, your anger, your frustration gets the better part of you. So let's correct course and make things better for the next time. Wow. Awesome. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Um, this has been an interview with Ernesto Mejia Macias. Um, if you guys want to check him out, if you guys want to hear him speak, uh, you can find him at coolspeak.net. Um, can you give us your social media handle so people could check him out? Oh, jeez, man. That's a great uh, question. I don't even know. I'm going to have to look him up. That's horrible. Okay. Um, my Twitter is at E-M-E-J-I-A. So it's at E-Mejia. 
and then the only other one that I use is my Instagram, and it's just E R N M E J I A. So E Mejia on Twitter, Earn Mejia on Instagram, and you can just look me up on CoolSpeak, and you'll find me there as well. Okay, awesome. Thank Thanks you very a lot. much. Keep Thank up the great work, man. And uh, uh, I'll say this in closing to everybody for the 15th closing. Um, <laughs> find somebody else to talk to. It's not easy to be a dad. Most definitely. And uh, Most definitely. some of us are too scared to admit, I'm not sure I know what I'm doing. I'm not sure if I'm doing this right. Find a support group. Find some other dads. It's okay to hang out and watch the game, have a few drinks. But it's more important to hang out, drink or no drink, and ask, how are you doing as a dad? How do you feel? How's your relationship with your kids? How can we do something to build some memories with our kids? Let's have those conversations as well. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Appreciate you.